everyone. Welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Well, this month we have been focusing on leadership and the voices that we carry as leaders, as people. I think one of the the best things that we've hit on so far this month has just been this understanding that we are all leaders and that's Mm -hmm. not something just to like make everyone feel good. Like you're all leaders. Like we Mm -hmm. all carry a leadership voice into our homes, into our workplace. Um, And it has been so fun. For the last two weeks, we had Amy Norton here from Giant Worldwide and our leadership team at Mercy has been going through a book that that organization released called The Five Voices. Mm -hmm. And um, Amy has been walking our team through this whole, literally, it's like a year long process program that we're walking through. And it has been so transformative for our team. And so for the last two weeks, Amy was here and she's really unpacked a lot for us. And as we kind of go into these next two shows, I'm just going to say it right now. Everybody, if this is the first show that you're listening to in this series, please, we say this all the time. (laughs) But seriously, this show is not going to make a lot of sense to you if you have not gotten the background of the last two weeks. So go back, listen to the first two weeks of this month, our shows with Amy Norton, because we're not going to lay the foundation again this morning. We're just going to jump into some stuff. Yeah. And so... We're excited to kind of move into so some new good. things today. And today we welcome our executive director, Leah. Welcome, Leah. Yay. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So We're so glad. And Leah's going to share a little bit about her experience finding her mm-hmm. own voice, what that's looked like as a leader. But also, as we've talked about the last couple weeks and will continue to, as much as this is a leadership series, we want to make sure that our listeners also take away this idea that whether or not you're in a specific leadership position or not, you are a spouse, you're a friend, you're a parent, you're yep. a grandparent, you're a niece, nephew, uncle, aunt, whatever it may be, even as helpers, what does it look like to identify our voice and how does that then equip us when there's some self-awareness to be able to really interact differently with people and just to be aware in relationship. And so, Leah, can you kind of kick us off today by sharing with our listeners sort of your role at Mercy, what you do here, just to kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. we hear these terms and these ideas of who we are, executive leadership. Mm -hmm. What does that mean when it comes to being an executive director? What do you do here at Mercy? This is your first time on this. This is my first time. I'm very excited. Thank you guys for inviting me. Um, Yeah, sure. I'm honored to be here. Mm -hmm. I'm honored to be a part of the Mercy, quote unquote, leadership team. I've been with Mercy for, it will be 11 years in November. That's awesome. That's amazing to think (laughs) how long I've been allowed to be a part. Mm -hmm. And when I say allowed, I truly believe that God has brought me here and placed me here in this season. And so he's allowed me to let my roots go down deep and and be a part of expanding the vision um, that Nancy Alcorn um, began. Mm -hmm. So I serve as the executive director. I've been in that role since June. Mm -hmm. Um, Prior to that, I started out as a financial analyst. I have a banking background and um, 
that's kind of where I started, moved into progressively more um, leadership roles, went on to be the, the COO and then stepped into the executive director role after yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So it's been an exciting journey. Um, visioning for the organization, believing by faith and funding, mm-hmm. seeing transformation of young women, um, expanding to the outreach component and seeing yeah. that transformation not only in young women, but in men, mm-hmm. um, people of all age groups. So it's it's been an exciting journey. Oh, so cool. Yeah. And I'm just thinking too, Leah, about, I mean, I just celebrated six years here mm-hmm. at Mercy. Yes, and when did. I first started here, you were the boss of my boss. I remember. <laughs> my boss's boss. <laughs> yes, my boss's boss in um, Treasury. And then I moved um, into Nancy's office, but now Mm -hmm. I'm back working under you. And um, you moved into this role as executive director last June. June. Okay. I don't know if it was June or July. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been cool as we've been going through these leadership voices to realize even how the Lord positioned specific voices as executive directors through the history of this ministry. Mm, yes. And how good. the executive director prior to you, Christy Singleton, who is still very involved in Mercy and we very love her. Much so we love um, her. She is a pioneer. Yes. And um, the thing about pioneers is that they're extremely strategic. They they will take command and take control of things and take charge and say, this is how things need to go. This is how we need to move forward. And really at the time of the where the ministry was during yes. that time, we needed a pioneer voice. Mm-hmm, and there were some correct. things that needed to kind of get shored up and just yeah, the strategy good. that needed to take place and positioning things. Yes. And then just to see how you stepped in after her, and we're going to talk about what your voice is, mm-hmm. but your voice was the perfect voice to step into this place of leadership. We didn't even know anything about the voices when this all transitioned, but as we've learned, we're like, oh my goodness, like... The Lord see, really yeah. put the right voice in at the right time. Yes. It's just been so cool to see how that's happened. Um, and so, that being said, Leah, do you want to share a little bit about what you're, again, I'm going to go back. Guys, if you haven't listened to the Rick, last two weeks, this is now. not going to make any sense <laughs> to you. So please go back. We unpacked these voices at that time. We're not going to do it again. But with that being said, Leah, what is your leadership voice and what has this kind of been like for you to realize what that is and what that looks like? It's been difficult and fun and exciting <laughs> um, and my leadership voice is guardian mm-hmm. so one thing that that um, the five voices teaches you is to know yourself to lead yourself mm-hmm. that you must first understand and appreciate your voice and what you bring to the table and what I love about that it as is that it gives you confidence yeah and what your voice provides to your day-to-day life, a situation, your organization, and learning to operate from that place of strength and understanding who you are, how you communicate, and how you bring value to mm-hmm. every situation that you come yes, in contact so with. So that part has been very good. Mm-hmm. If you, I'm, you've all talked about guardians, so we tend to guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We um, we we ask a lot of questions. We want to understand. We innately have an ability to see where things can go wrong Mm -hmm. and so we tend to be considered the least popular of the voices (laughs) 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 but something innately wants to guard and 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 safeguard um, to the extent that we don't mind being considered the the wet blanket Mm -hmm. or the dream crusher (laughs) I like to call it (laughs) because we truly have a heart to see things succeed and see the potential in um, the ideas the possibility the growth And we want to come alongside and ensure that these opportunities, possibilities come to fruition. Yeah, that's good. That makes sense. Which, again, takes me back to 
So this is why it's been so fitting for you to take over this position that you're in now is because we had someone before you who was pioneering, shoring things up, putting some things in in place and into motion. And then for you to step in and something that Mm -hmm. you're just so naturally gifted at is protecting Mm -hmm. what is. This is what's working. And if we're going to change something, there needs to be good reason. Like I'm going to be a guardian over what we have here. And I just love seeing how that has, has really played out. Yeah, it was interesting to have Amy um, there are different um, tools that she provides mm-hmm. and she talks about what type of leadership is needed for what phase your yes. organization is in. Yes. And so she um, huh. pulled out that tool and the tool said that when an organization is growing, yep. they need a pioneer to help them chart a new ground vision for what is to mm-hmm. come. And then she showed when they are establishing, there are certain voices, voices that work better, such as a nurturer or a guardian yeah. during those seasons. Mm-hmm. And so she was blown away way by how God had positioned mm. leadership in place for the season of the organization. Mm-hmm. And so it was such a an aha moment for us mm-hmm. that this is truly a God thing. Yeah. And how affirming for you to be like this was the Lord. Like this I am in, I'm exactly where he wants me to be right now. I just That's think definitely. that was really cool I how that all it. came out. Well, I know we have talked the last couple of weeks, Leah, about our executive team walking through this kind of year long different retreats and reading through this book. And I'm sure there's all sorts of things that have been unfolding. But is there anything in particular that you feel like as the leader of this leadership team that has really stuck out or you felt like, wow, this is just to kind of give listeners a snapshot of mm-hmm. what they've been doing mm-hmm. as far as leadership team? Because we could probably talk for four shows on all of that. Yeah. But in general, is there anything that you feel like would be helpful for listeners to know as far as what our leadership team has been doing with the five voices and this thing that they've been walking through as a team? What have y'all been doing and why do you think it's been so helpful? I think that it's been so helpful in one, that it helps each person understand their voice Mm -hmm. and the value that they bring to the team. Yeah. Each, um, our most valuable resource that we have are the people that Mm -hmm. come alongside us and fulfill the mission of the organization. People are our most valuable resource. So we're called to steward mm-hmm. our resource well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. And part of that is stewarding our our employee our employees. And so it it allows us to work better together. Mm-hmm. Because first, in order to work with someone, you must know who you are. Mm-hmm. And then number two, it allows you to hear and understand and communicate better with those around you. Yeah. So it allows us to work better as a team. Mm-hmm. And we recognize in this season that we've been called to increase capacity, that we've been called to grow. Mm-hmm. But in order to get there, we first must work together as a team. Mm-hmm. So it's very foundational for us in setting that that stage. Yeah. To grow. Yeah. It's so, sure. so good. I just love that. Well, okay. So I know you've kind of unpacked this already a little bit, but I'm interested to know just with your own personal experience, knowing and understanding your voice more, um, what has been some of the most, what, what's been the most helpful and, and have you seen this also like affect other areas of your life? I remember a story that you said that of even like back in college, yeah. like what your friends Yes. Like, and just how this has played out in different arenas of your life. It The story in college was that my friends came to me and told me that they would never, they'd stopped telling me their dreams because wow. they said that I was a dream crusher. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> because they would tell me, not necessarily their dreams, but their ideas. If they right. came up with a, an, a new idea, the first person they would bring it to would not be me. <laughs> 
because again guardians can innately see where things go wrong right so when they would bring me the dream or the idea I would say more so an idea than a dream Mm -hmm. they would bring me the idea I would say okay have you thought about Mm -hmm. x y and z (laughs) they're like stop and they're like stop you're you're crushing my dream (laughs) and so when I read um, the five voices it was very telling and it made me understand why they were saying that yeah and one of the things that I think is so good about this is that before when I heard that I thought it was an attack on my person Mm -hmm. and that I was giving that perception that I was not not for them. Right. Yep. And one of the, the concepts that Five Voices talks about is that the people around you must first know that you are for them. Mm. So it, it so for from being a mature or a more mature guardian, I first um, communicate that I'm for you. Yeah. Yep. That I value your idea, that I value your dream, that I hear um, the vision of where you're going. My concern is that you get there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to ask you some questions to uh, to help you see where there may be a roadblock so that not only can you um, think that part through, but that you can begin to put parameters around mm-hmm. where that roadblock will never come in your line mm-hmm. of vision. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. and in that, how for you're so for them mm-hmm. like so for in them. doing that very thing but what ha- happens and like what was playing out with your friends was you weren't fully like aware of your own voice and what was happening correct they weren't aware of your voice so all that came out of that was like don't talk to Lee about your ideas because she's going to hate all of them you know right. <laughs> correct and that was one of the interesting things about the book is that they were saying that people think guardians are the least for you yeah and and the least um behind an idea where in actuality they're the most yeah Mm -hmm. yeah they see the possibilities and the ideas and are fully behind it the most Mm -hmm. and that's why they're so adamant to share the questions and to have the hard conversations because they're willing to sacrifice the um not being liked Mm -hmm. for the sake of (laughs) pushing the dream mm-hmm, forward mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting I mean, really really I great I don't know if people would disagree with me on this but as we've gone through this I have come to think that maybe the guardians are the least understood mm-hmm. and that all. is what yes um, you know a pioneer like you know a pioneer because they're just take charge they tell everybody what to do <laughs> you know <laughs> like the creatives are kind of the ones who are always like visioning and like dreaming and like ideas ideas like you get that kind of a person you yes. get a nurturer who just takes care of people like these make sense to us Correct. But like a guardian is just such an enigma. Like if you don't understand, like what's the deal with all the questions? Mm-hmm. I will say like a really interesting thing popped up yesterday with my husband at his workplace. Um, and as he as he started sharing the story with me, I was like, mm, I think I know what's happening here. Maybe. I don't know. Correct. But he starts telling me about this like superior of his who came in from the outside to come in and like consult and like tell them things they need to do and all this stuff. And. Pete is like he was drilling me with questions and he was trying to find something wrong with what I did and he was trying to make me feel dumb like Mm. I know Mm. that's what was happening I know that's what he was doing Mm. and I was like tell me a little more about that (laughs) and as he started unpacking it because he actually said back to the guy like I feel like you're trying to just find something wrong with what I'm doing and the guy's response was like no I'm not I'm the point of all this is me trying to help and I was like okay Let me just throw a thought out there. (laughs) I feel like this guy might be a guardian. 
And Correct. I said, what can happen on the other side of a guardian is that you feel like they hate my ideas. They're trying to make me feel dumb. They're trying to poke a hole in everything I've ever done. When in actuality, mm-hmm. that is in no way what's happening. And so what, I mean, what happened was like, I mean, my husband could have looked at that guy and been like, he is a jerk. He doesn't right. like me. He wants me to feel dumb. When that is in no way what was actually maybe happening in that moment. But on the other side of a guardian, it can right. feel, can that, feel way. that way. And so I'm like, I just think that is one of the most important things for people to understand is that if you work with someone who you're like, they hate me, mm-hmm. they hate all my ideas, they always make me feel dumb. Like just right. consider that you might have a guardian that maybe isn't aware. Correct. Because I think what's happened with you, Lee, is that because you become so aware, like I just am thinking of even our meetings, like there's such an understanding of like, I want you to know this is why I'm asking all these questions. Right. I'm for you. I believe in this. I just want, you know, like, and so now you are able to present yourself in a completely different way and we're able to understand you in a mm-hmm. completely different way. And that's why I'm thankful for when you ask the question why we've been going through this process and the benefits of it to become more aware Mm -hmm. of our voice so that we're aware of what it feels like on the other side of our voice which then changes our conversation and our approach yeah Mm -hmm. I love that because Amy had talked about that the last two weeks like asking the question what's it like to be on the other side Mm -hmm. of me Mm -hmm. I think that's how she quoted it exactly that place of taking ownership and being really intentional of not like how am I always receiving but what am I actually giving off what are people experiencing when they're in conversation with me. I mean, whether you know your voice or not, that is a really powerful mm-hmm. question to be asking yourself. And you, you know? can't know it. Mm-hmm. You can't know yourself because you're looking at yourself through your own lens. Exactly. So it's like it exactly. requires outside people to say, well, you want to yes. know? Like, this is what it's like. And you being gutsy enough to go, hey, yeah. could you tell me what it's like? Mm-hmm. And to take that, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a challenge for all that of us. There is a challenge. Ooh. Ooh. Go yeah. write that one nice. down. <laughs> <laughs> A good challenge, but a challenge. So, Leah, have there been things that you've even learned about the other voices that have been helpful? I know we've talked some about your voice and how it's been helpful to understand, but what about the others? There's been so much that I've learned about other voices. <laughs> so the practical application of this is endless. I've mm-hmm. started having conversations with my girlfriends, my family, and we as a team can get together and ask the question, what voice do you think they are? Right. And how they communicate and how you can better communicate with them. So, for instance, the creative voice it is very interesting that they tend to their first comment is typically not what they think they're Mm -hmm. very creative in thought so it takes a while for them to pull their thoughts together Mm -hmm. and come up with the creative ideas Mm -hmm. but they have wonderful ideas that think outside of the box or they think outside of the box and so we have a creative in our group well actually we have three um and one in particular it's taught me that when she gives a first response Mm -hmm. to be patient and Mm -hmm. wait for her to think it through and she'll come up with a wonderful idea after she's thought through and processed. Mm -hmm. But that first um, comment to not disregard what she's saying because the first comment may not make complete sense or might not be what you're expecting. Right. Give her time and you'll get an amazing idea. Mm -hmm. Well, something else that's been interesting about the creatives is learning that um, because they're so visionary and they're thinking so far forward, sometimes they're there. Yes. And they're communicating from already being there in the future and you're like, what are you talking about? 
I'm yes. not even there yet. We're not there yet. And so one of the things that we've agreed as a team is that you draw that out of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. You keep asking clarifying questions. Try to to get out of them what that is that they're already where they already Round. landed down the exactly. down the road. So exactly. it's been helpful too. That's been very helpful. Nurturers has been very helpful. One of the things they that we have been taught is that each voice has a decimal, a mm. sound. Yeah. Mm. And so there are certain voices that tend to be quieter and there are certain voices that tend to be louder. And as you can imagine, a pioneer is a louder voice. Mm -hmm. Um, The nurturers are a quieter voice. So as a team and collective, when you get us together, they recommend you start with the quieter voice as a nurturer. I'm a guardian. I'm in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, But being cognizant of that and getting um, to hear from the nurturer and their true opinion as opposed to waiting to them to hear from them to the end or not hearing from them at all because they may be out um, decimaled for like yeah. a better word mm-hmm. by the by the pioneer mm-hmm. has allowed us to get a lot of good feedback and a lot of great insight because nurturers have a true understanding of people mm-hmm. and so the same goes for a connector who's the fourth loudest you know hearing from them and understanding how they connect with people and how they pull in relationships allows you to get a great perspective um, as well yeah and I know you've talked to some about just even like understanding all of this and understanding the way people are wired and the way that they speak really just it keeps drama from entering mm-hmm. it does an organization it so does because you understand motives yes or what you may perceive as motives when someone says something you might think okay I'm questioning their motives one is a connector connectors tend to be misunderstood as in regards to motives because mm-hmm. they like to connect with people they like building relationships and so they may be con- perceived as being more of um Mm -hmm. Mm self-promoting whereas once you understand their voice you see that it is truly because they want everyone to get along they want everyone to understand how people work well together and they want each person in the group to be heard and understood Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that is very insightful when you have team members that may think that they are being Mm -hmm. self-promoting and not trustworthy I mean like I can't even think of I mean, there's so many examples of how I've seen it even play out. I mean, I I think I mentioned this a couple yes. of shows ago. I straight up had to just confess to the whole leadership team. Like, I judged all of you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought none of you people cared about people. And I realized exactly. that's the voice I bring. Mm-hmm. And I have a, I need to bring it, you know? And that doesn't mean that y'all don't care about people. It just means that your tendency is more towards, like, let's win. Let's move forward. And I yes. do care about people, but that's not the first thought. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, even the example I gave of my husband, like I've heard that this specific person he was discussing is kind of known around that organization is like, he'll, he'll kill you. Like, yeah. you know, he'll just right. knock you down. And that's not his, I don't, I don't that's think that's his, his intention, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like, even just, I think about with you, Leah, like when we would have meetings sometimes, mm-hmm. like, because we've been vision casting so much for outreach because we're just constantly growing, right. yes. I would bring all these ideas and you would have all these great questions and I would leave meetings with you sometimes thinking like, she hates all my ideas. <laughs> yeah. And this has been so helpful it's just for helpful. you and me in our meetings, you know? So I'm just like this, oh my goodness. And I, this doesn't just land with this five leadership voices like when you can take the time to really understand another person Mm -hmm. and where they're coming Mm -hmm. from the way they're wired the way they think 
like it's very hard to judge it's very hard right. to make correct. them out to be a bad person whenever you understand where they're coming from mm-hmm. so and i think you helpful. nailed it it re- it reduces commun- miscommunication yep it stops the drama reduces mm-hmm. the drama and then it reduces the amount of misunderstanding mm-hmm. and so it, it opens the pathway for for um, stronger relationships yep which then leads to stronger teams yeah. which then allows for increased capacity, faster execution, um, and just a stronger synergy overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just love that it's so strengths focused. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like even talking about like the nemesis voice and some of those things that they're, it feels like it's very mindful of not having this negative connotation to things, but this is actually the strength I bring. This is what I focus on. This is why that's important to Mm me. And the differences are built up and that in order to have a really good team, you need all of the different voices operating from a place of Mm self-awareness because when you you bring what you bring in a healthy way and in a self-aware way, like the sky's the limit. What we can do as team or as family or as friends or whatever it may be. But when, like you guys have said, because your voices have kind of bumped heads at times in the past to be able to have an awareness of like, no, Leah's actually for me and the things that she's asking. There's such a guard and a desire to make sure it moves forward. It's just neat to Mm -hmm. see like once we're aware of these things, how it actually sets us up for such such success. It's such a cool thing. I completely agree. And then when you're looking at building a team mm-hmm. or you're looking at executing to look at if you have all voices represented. Totally. Yep. And if you don't, then you may be missing a perspective mm-hmm. that is so needed. Yep. I remember reading that in the book. There was someone talking about that, that he found himself hiring people with the same voice. Mm-hmm. And you have too mm-hmm. many pioneers. On it. Oh, <laughs> my word. Too many chiefs. Or too many nurturers. <laughs> we're all just yes. going to cry all day. Or too many guardians. We won't dream of yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's but very it's cool. Like, not to get too cheesy with it, but like, seriously, that's the body mm-hmm. of Christ. That's it is what the it talks about. Like, you have to know right. what you bring and be okay with the fact that you don't bring everything yep. and it right. takes out that whole like well Leah's really good you know I mean it would be easy for me to look at you Leah and say like she asks such good questions why am I so bad at that why can I never think of questions I better be better at that I'm not good at that and I could you know even like mm-hmm. think badly about myself because I see gifts in other people instead of realizing oh my goodness you bring that I value that I need that that's right. I don't have it and it's okay like oh if we could function that way the mm-hmm. whole body would just and that's one of the things that's a great example we actually had that with one of our team members that her voice, she didn't see the value in her voice. And so she asked, why can I have this voice? Mm -hmm. Why can I be a guardian? Why can't I ask better questions? Mm -hmm. And then it was coming to the resolution Mm -hmm. that my voice is so needed and that there are things that she can do in her voice that I will never be able to do. Mm -hmm. And And God gave her the voice and put her in this season because that's what's needed. Yeah, oh, so good. Well, Elias, as we get ready to wrap up, because we say, I think we've said every time, there's still so much we could uh. say. But there's this thing called a time limit. <laughs> so final thoughts, encouragements, things that you go, man, I need to make sure listeners for Mercy Talk know this. Is mm-hmm. there anything that you feel like would be helpful to leave as we get ready to wrap up today? I think that it would be to know yourself, to lead yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, recognize that what you provide, only you can provide. Yeah. And that God has gifted you with that with that for a particular reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and that no one can be who you are mm-hmm. and be confident in that. And once you become confident in that, you can appreciate the gifts in others. Yeah. And I love what you guys say that we are all called as leaders. Mm-hmm. In our sphere of influence, we will be leading someone, something, mm-hmm. and utilizing the gifts that you 
have been given to do that well yeah. and to God's glory. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Well, Leah, thank you again so much for thank joining us today. Oh, been so fun. fun. Well, for those of you that have been joining us so far, we encourage you to join us again next week. We will be having our perpetual special guest, Brooke, mm-hmm. with us to kind of wrap up the series. So we hope that you'll join us then. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiply.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week. Thank you.